Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted today? My last couple podcasts about building a relationship with your child, and then communication, because obviously if we're building a relationship, we're going to need to have some key communication skills. One thing that I've done with my children since they were little is to share stories with them. So I would share stories about myself, or their dad, or other key people in their lives, and I thought that 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 was neat because it made us seem more human and it just gave some context to where we come from as human beings and not just a parent you know we're not just born a parent we're this whole being in this whole life experience and we may have something to actually offer so I've always shared stories and I decided to do some research on this to see if that was just something that I did innately and thought it was cool or there was actually some research to maybe back up the fact that it's cool. (laughs) And I did do some research. So when I researched family storytelling, it actually shows that parents that do share family stories with their children, the children actually benefit in a whole bunch of ways. So there's some experimental studies that were done and that when parents learn to reminisce about their everyday events with their kids in more detailed ways, then kids actually become more detailed storytellers. So I thought that was pretty cool and I wasn't thinking of it from that perspective at all, but I guess it would make sense. If you grow up telling your children stories about when you were a kid and there's detail to them, then obviously they're going to model the way that you act and so they'll model telling stories with some detail to them and they actually say the younger that you do it and start doing it the more prone that kids are going to be to be able to tell rich storytellers be able to be sorry rich storytellers themselves which I thought was pretty neat and also children of parents that tell stories are also able to understand people's thoughts and emotions better very cool. And again, wasn't doing that with my kids for that reason. (laughs) I was just doing it because I thought it was a really fun perspective to give them. And also, I just really like to hang out and share with my kids. But neat to understand. And it makes sense, right? If we're telling our kids stories and giving them that perspective and that color behind who we are, and maybe other key people are in their lives, then they're going to look for that. So when somebody is telling them a story, or when they're somebody new comes into their life or somebody that's been in there for a while, they're going to actually be thinking of that already in their heads, giving that perspective. This person isn't just a person right now who's walked into my life. They have a whole rich history behind them. 
So I thought that was pretty neat. And also the in the preteen years, so those are more going towards if you're talking to your kids in the preschool years, they're going to grow up learning that and be rich storytellers. And then children, as they get older and start to understand emotion and thought and the fact that we're separate people, we're actually distinct separate people from our parents, will start to begin to see that in other people and think, oh, they're more than just the person who is in front of me. For preteens, the um, research is showing that they are have, sorry, they have a higher self-esteem and stronger sense of self-concept. Now, why would that be? Well, because they know where they come from. So if you're sharing that, then they have like a more solid foundation. They feel more solid on their feet or standing in their feet and standing in their story because they know your story and you're a part of them. And just sort of an offside to that, but if you think about the research that shows that when you co-parent with somebody that you're not with and you tell negative stories about that person, that can create alienation, right? So let's say... parent A is telling stories about parent B. Parent A and B are no longer together anymore. Well, what happens with the child is they start to potentially form negative opinions about parent B based on what parent A has said. So there's some alienation that happens there. But what we don't see underneath the level, which is why there's such a push on alienation to be actually considered an abuse, is because the child, because the person that they're talking about is their parent, they start to take on some of that and not in con- in a conscious way, but in a subconscious way. Well, if you're talking about my dad, let's say, for example, that way, then they begin to assimilate part of that and begin to doubt themselves. So if you're really talking in a positive way about your stories and different things that you've learned and you're sharing, then they have a really solid foundation. Again, if you do the opposite, even when you don't think or realize that you are, then you're giving them the opposite feeling about that. So just kind of remember that if you're going to talk about somebody else that's in their lives in a not so great way or share stories that aren't great. And as I often say, that could be a whole other podcast. (laughs) So what I did want to focus on in this one, though, was that the family storytelling and sharing stories with our kids is just so neat because it does offer these other benefits. They also say that in the studies that discussing these um, events with kids gives them um, a better ability to cope with other people and get along well with other people. So that would make a lot of sense if we're able to give people perspective and understand that they're not just the person in front of us, but they have this rich history. It would make sense that we would be able to get along better with them because we wouldn't necessarily judge an action or not understand that actions can come from different places because we would understand that they are not just the person in front of us. They have a whole rich history. So that makes sense. And also what they were correlating it with was lower rates of depression and anxiety, which would then stem, I guess, from the fact that if you are building their child's confidence through telling stories and they have this sense of who they are, then that would make sense that then that would give to lower rises of depression and anxiety. So if you've never thought about sharing stories with your kids or don't do it that often, 
or think your kids aren't interested, then think of this whole host of reasons that I've just given you for doing it that research points to. Now, what could you do? What, how could you share these stories with them? Give them examples of when, you know, you've done a behavior that wasn't so great and you've made a choice that wasn't great and how that came to be and what you learned from that choice and potentially if you could go back, would you make a different choice or, you know, would you not because then you wouldn't be the person standing in front of them today. Go back and tell them fun stories of when, you know, you grew up and maybe there was no seatbelts. I don't know if you want to share that with them, them, but it could give them some perspective. Or, you know, you could go to the corner store and buy something for five cents, 10 cents, 25 cents, depending on what era you grew up in. And they soak those things up and eat them up, the stories, I mean. And I thought that I would share a couple perspectives um, and stories that I've learned that have helped with my kids. So for instance, the one is I learned, um, I was in a group um, a number of years ago in 2009 actually, and it was a group for parents that had left. So it was a group for parents that were separated. And in this group, there was a social worker that would come in and talk about communication and different things to do with kids. And the kids that were also from separated families were in a different group, uh, in a different room. So the moms all got together in one room. It was a group for just moms. And then the kids were in a different group. And they were speaking to us about the number um, of minutes a day that kids on average speak with their parents and it was a very very low number I've since done research I can't remember the number off the top of my head but I will share it I'll look for it and share it with you guys but it was pretty ridiculously low and so I was giggling and the lady was quite upset she said to me I don't find this subject funny and I said well I'm giggling because you're going to go share the same information with the kids group, right? And she said, yes. And I was like, well, I think my son would be sitting there going, gee, I really wish my mom was one of those statistics (laughs) because sometimes I wish she wouldn't talk to me as much as she did. So I don't know if the lady really thought that that was that funny, but to me it was really funny because I'm so not that statistic in terms of talking. If you can tell it all, I like to talk. I'm very passionate about what I talk about and I'm the same way with my kids. So it was interesting to me to hear that there was statistics that people don't really talk to their kids that much. But it also made me know that something like this is needed, my podcast, because maybe you do want to talk to your kids more and maybe you just don't know how. So a really good starting point is you know yourself well. So you could share your stories so amazingly because you know your stories. They're your stories because they're about you. And now that we have all this amazing research telling us that it's great to do that, then why not do it? Why not give our kids a human perspective on us? And I'll end with a story that um, I told my son the other day. So he we were in the car, um, he and I, and he was talking to me about... I can't actually remember what specifically how the conversation started, but basically he had said something about being chunky. And so I said to him, well, what does that mean to you? What does chunky mean to you? And he you know, grabbed his stomach and he said, um, and, you know, pulled his stomach where you could pull 
um, what would be, I guess, considered fat and said, well, this is, this is how I'm chunky and did it the same thing on his calf muscles and his arm muscles. And I was just so surprised. This is my 10 year old son, boy, very active. I don't see any fat on him at all. Obviously he has to have some because we all need it to cover our bones, but you know, certainly his physique doesn't lend itself to somebody that I would suggest is chunky. However, that's his perception of himself, and I really needed to hear him on that. And so I wanted to talk to him about it, and I could see that he was just thinking that maybe he didn't really want to talk about it too much. So I thought, okay, note in my head to talk to him about it another time. So the next morning, I invited him to come and have some morning cuddles. And I said, you know, you mentioned something interesting to me in the car the other day when you said that you thought you were chunky. And it didn't seem like you really wanted to talk about it too much. And you kind of shut down. But something I want to share with you. And so I shared a story with him of when I was in grade eight and going into grade nine. So it was the summer in between grade eight and grade nine. And I thought I was chunky and I had a very similar physique to him that he has at his age now. I did then and that I took it upon myself to make myself unchunky. And so I exercised like a maniac, didn't eat very well, and started taking laxatives. And taking laxatives, you know, (laughs) close your ears if you don't want to hear this part, but had to end up putting a pad in my pants because I took so many laxatives that I couldn't control necessarily my bowels. So that this one thought of me thinking, oh, I'm chunky, when I look in the mirror, this is what I see led me to do those behaviors and those actions. And that really wasn't until I got to a dire situation that my parents did something about it in terms of talking to me. And they didn't really know what to do or how to talk to me. So they actually had two different people share their stories with me. They had my neighbor who was uh, a babysitter to us or had been a babysitter to us. And she actually ended up passing away from anorexia and it didn't really resonate with me too much I think because I didn't feel like I really knew my babysitter she was just more there when I went to sleep and it had been a couple years now because at this point I was already going into grade nine so I wasn't having a babysitter for a while because I had an older brother who was going into grade 11 so you know we hadn't had this babysitter in a while for a while but interesting that my parents thought well we'll get her the babysitter to share her perspective with my daughter to see if that helps her and then they had a very close family friend who I did grow up being very close to share her story with me about being anorexic and that resonated with me and that made me think oh I think I need to start looking at things differently so here was my mom and dad worried about me not knowing how to change it or help me see a difference so they got other people to share stories with me and that really resonated and helped and so and they didn't give up after the first person talked to me and it didn't resonate they continued to find somebody else that would resonate with me so I shared that with you because when I had that conversation with my son it was pretty cute he was you know lying across from me and we were just talking and as I'm sharing the story with him and I got a little bit emotional he you know next thing I know he was reaching out and touching my hands and holding my hands and really looking into my eyes and I think just kind of checking that I was okay and I said to him 
that's how I was feeling for you the other day. I was thinking, oh my, I don't want him looking in the mirror and seeing chunky when this is what I see and this is what the reality is. And so that, you know, there are measures that we could take that could be more healthy if he wanted to change his physique in terms of more muscle. But in terms of being chunky and seeing himself that way. I really want to hit him to know that other people have felt that way. And there are positive changes you can make and negative changes. And I wanted him to share, I wanted him to sort of, sorry, I wanted him to see through what I was sharing that I had done a not so positive approach, pretty negative. And that it was through some storytelling to me that I was able to change my perspective. And I was hoping that me being opened with him would give him the opportunity to be open with me and share where he was at and his feelings about it. And it did. It worked. Um, He was able to share why he thought he was chunky and where and what perspective and where did he first start thinking that. And, you know, I said to him, well, I am not going to tell you something that you're thinking in your reality is true because that would not be very respectful and how often does that go over well with people and I really want him to know that he's his own person right and he can make choices so I said if that's the way you're feeling about certain things well we can make healthy choices and so you know every day this week because that actually just recently happened he's been making himself a huge fruit salad for breakfast and I thought you know that's a positive choice you can you can make in relation to feeling that way you know he's thinking at dessert well I think I'll have my dessert before noon because then I have the whole day to burn it off he's not being obsessive he's not counting calories but he's being aware and I think through us having that conversation he was able to be aware and through me sharing my stories he was able to go oh mom's human she's been through this I don't have to shut down and not really share what I'm feeling and we can have some solutions or we can have a conversation to have some to create some solutions together sorry so we did we created some solutions so where can you in your life share some stories with your kids give yourself uh, a more human perspective and give them that more human perspective of you and remember all the amazing benefits if you're doing it to a kid who's in preschool they're going to be a more rich storyteller if you're doing it for kids that are in elementary school they're going to start to process emotions and thoughts better when you're doing it for a child in um, a teenager or sorry preteen you're giving them more confidence and then a teenager is going to have less chance of going into depression and anxiety all because they're going to feel really grounded in who they are they're going to understand people come from perspectives that are different from theirs which makes their perspectives okay too so i thought that was pretty cool so yay to storytelling and What story, your challenge is, what story can you tell to your kids today after you listen to this podcast? Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.